Man, what a brutal, brutal preseason this has been. My gosh, the amount of talent and the caliber of talent that's fallen to the wayside this preseason has been astounding. Um, good news is I haven't been affected, but my God, man, it has been a uh, shit show, to put it nicely. And before I go any further, let me go ahead and let you know where you're at and what you're listening to. Uh, my name is Chris, and I am the fantasy football realist. Um, the reason I'm the realist is that I keep it real in this fake football world. I know some people get offended by the term fake football, but ultimately that's what fantasy football is. It's football based on real football. So, and thus making itself fake. So I have no, no qualms with the um, nomenclature of fake football for fantasy football. And so that's all right in my eyes, but my gosh, what's not is these injuries. Losing another one, J.K. Dobbins bites the dust with an ACL. This hurts bad. Not that I was a truther of J.K. Dobbins. I thought he was going to be maybe solid RB2. I just didn't see him with the uh, enough receptions to really make him too valid, as well as that committee that they use. And even the touchdowns with Lamar Jackson being there, I just wasn't that on board with breakout season. Um, I do love the talent. He's a great young kid. And for him to go out like this, it just preseason it hurts. It's a, you know, just as bad as K makers. It's, and they're just lining up. These, these running back injuries are just astounding to me. And it, it hurts. It, it definitely hurts. Um, <laughs> I am thankful though, that it hasn't bit me in the ass in fantasy football. Um, uh, Travis Etienne, go, Man, not, but the thing is with ETN, I thought he was going to have a decent season. I truly did. But my question is can Urban Meyer coach in the NFL? Uh, from everything I've been hearing, it's not so much. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's, it's not good. It is not good. We could be looking at uh, another Steve Spurrier, another Chip Kelly. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll go Bobby Petrino on it and, you know, cash in his chips early. Uh, Nick Saban, you know, all these great college coaches that just haven't been able to make it in the NFL. And what effect is that going to have on the Jacksonville players? That's, that's my concern, you know, um, because right now I'm loving James Robinson. I think James Robinson has the talent to do exactly what he did last year. Um, but the question is, can Urban Meyer get him to that point? That raises enough doubt in me that I'm, I'm holding off. Um, I know a lot of people are running up the boards right off the bat, but I don't know. And especially with just game script as well, you have to think that they might be bringing another weapon. They might be using LaVisca Chenault as their third down back. I really wouldn't see that outside the lines with Urban Meyer um, because he wanted that wildcat type player. And that is something that LaVisca was able to do in, at Colorado when he was there. So I don't. I could see that working, but then again, will that fool trick or, you know, beat the NFL defenses? I just don't know. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked better in his uh, last preseason game. That's definitely a good sign because thus far, at this point, I know folks are just like going head over heels over Lance and Fields. 
But my gosh, I am Zach Wilson. I am loving this kid. I thought New York might might have been too big of a stage for him, but it's not looking that way. He has been as consistent as consistent can be. He hasn't had the big flashy plays, but I'm telling you, Corey Davis will have a wide receiver one season this year, hands down. I, I don't see any way he doesn't because right now, he's going to get over 160 targets. I, I guarantee it. He is... Zach Wilson is looking for him on every play. And I know it's small sample size. We're looking at preseason. Where ultimately does preseason really matter much for anything? I don't know. Um, I think we definitely could take some signs on this so far. And I'm absolutely loving that. Um, in fact, to me, Corey Davis' stock has been rising. While Elijah Moore has been kind of dropping down. Uh, Corey's been stealing from Elijah for me in my eyes. I still like Elijah. I think Elijah will be effective in the red zone. I've heard, like, in training camp, everybody's gushing about how beautiful it is. But I think he's going to be taking a back seat to Corey Davis, and that's about fucking time, Corey. <laughs> that's all I have to say about this. You were, uh, like, all depending upon what style of league you were in, Corey Davis, when drafted in rookie drafts, was a top three pick. You know, I saw him go one more than multiple times. He has the size, the speed, the skills, enough for people to be choosing him that high. Like, the physical attributes. And we've been so spoiled by receivers because they've been busting and performing so well rookie season. But back in the day, it wasn't like that. You know, third-year breakout receiver was a thing. And, I mean, you can look um, not even that far back. Look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre didn't just, you know, he wasn't pulling a Justin Jefferson season. He put up solid numbers, like just flashed a little bit. You could see it. You could see glimpses of it, like what was on the horizon. I don't think anybody really expected him to be what he is, which is one of the most dominant receivers in the league. I mean, his hands are second to none. Like, I would be hard-pressed to, you know, some people might say Devontae Adams, but I think DeAndre Hopkins has the best hands in the NFL. And his route running is precise. It's just he has the skills in the areas needed for a wide receiver to be productive. Uh, Hell, he's making a Cliff Kingsbury offense work. That's what, you know, he's played with the shittiest quarterbacks until he gets to Kyler. And Kyler's not a bad quarterback. I really do like Kyler. Um, But this offense they run, I'm not a fan of. I No. I mean, I like it because there's, like, if DeAndre stays healthy, he could have 200 targets this season. I'm not even lying. I mean, they might be five years a pop. I, like, the A dot on that's going to be completely miserable. But that's a Cliff Kingsbury offense. Uh, so I'm not too big of a fan with that. And I also, you know, I worry about touchdown production a little bit. I think they're going to lean a little bit more towards the run. I think they'll be a little more effective with uh, James Conner in the backfield, too. I like, I like James Conner in the middle of rounds. He... He makes sense. He won't be having the um, workload that he had in Pittsburgh. That's going to drop him down. He's not. I don't see him reaching running back one. No, there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. I mean, to me, uh, Drake, who was there last year, he put up decent numbers. His numbers were not bad enough to get him eight million in uh, L.A. or Las Vegas. Las Vegas paid Kenyon Drake. $8 million to play this season. And to me, I, I'm not a Kenyon Drake believer. And 
to put Connor in there. I think Connor will be more effective in the red zone. I feel he's going to get the touchdowns. Um, touchdowns and short yardage work is where I think he's primarily going to lean uh, with Chase Edmonds getting pretty much everything else. And Chase Edmonds, I do like. I do like in the middle of rounds. I think he's going a little bit too high for my taste. I see him going in the fifth round, and I, I just don't feel comfortable pulling the trigger. Like that's one of those picks that you'll you'll pull the trigger on, and then you'll end up dropping three weeks in uh, because it's just not working out. You know, and I but Chase last year, I have him on a, one of my dynasty teams, and he flashed. He he put up some good numbers. Like, I, I didn't hate owning Chase Edmonds, and I think he could be adequate to make you feel like you don't want to vomit. You know, he could give you a, a, a solid par season, but I just, I don't, I would rather have him in my flex spot. That was, That's where I would feel more comfortable with Chase Edmonds. And at the five, in the fifth round, I guess that's what you might be looking for, but I, I think there's better receivers. I would rather take any of the receivers in that round. That fifth round to me is like the golden corral for receivers. Like there's so much to eat and it's so good, juicy young good talent. And I just want to stay there all day. I mean, you have guys like freaking Tyler Lockett, who isn't that young, but man, he's tasty. With uh, the Rams uh, tight end coach coming over there, who's going to be installing the Rams offense, running in Seattle. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I think Lockett's going to, I see him playing kind of a Robert Woods type role where he's going to get the catches. I, you know, and I see, um, I see free DK Metcalf. He's going to eat. There's enough room in that offense for both of those to eat. And another guy that's going to eat is Chris Carson. If Chris Carson can stay healthy, I mean, that's always been his biggest knock in my eyes. Um, the fumbling is a little bit bothersome, but Pete Carroll is looking past that with him. And so hopefully he can hold on to the ball, stay healthy, because if he does, he could be an RB1. I don't see it outside the realm of possibility with Chris Carson. you know. And if he goes down, I'd like to hope Rashad Penny might be able to step up. Uh, Rashad Penny, that would be not so bad if he could do that. Um, he had, you know, he was drafted in the first round. He He's shown some signs of it. There's been some signs of life, but Anytime he gets his opportunity, he's banged up. Like last year, Chris Carson went down. And Rashad Penny's hurt the same week. It, it's like, that's not good. To me, I'm not like right now, I'm, I'm not touching Rashad Penny. I'm like, let somebody else play that. You know, if they, somebody else wants to roll the dice on that, that's up to them. But me personally, I'm like, no thanks. Chris Carson, though, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put a dollar on that. I like him. If you're going to be drafting a running back in the third round, because ultimately that's where you have to pick him. If you're not picking him in the third round, you're not getting him. And so, to me, I like, I don't mind that. If I say, if I started, you know, someone like uh, Zeke in the first round and Ridley in the second, oh boy, I like that. And then fold that up with Carson, I'm more than all right with that. I am more than all right with that start to a draft. That That makes me feel special on the inside. Like, just all warm and fuzzy and just... Oh yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. And to me, that's how you start a draft, you know, going because yeah, I think the running back, wide receiver, running back that this year is not a bad way to go. Because I don't mind the third round, even David Montgomery. I'm I like David Montgomery. I know a lot of people aren't. They say he looks faster, and I'm like, that was the guy's biggest knock in my eyes. 
He had beautiful vision, great hands, but that top end speed just wasn't there. But that's something that he actively worked towards. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, that they could get faster. But yes, he's getting faster. You know, he's not going to pull another ISU Troy Davis type scenario. He's going to go out there and he's going to handle business. He's going to get the targets. People are like, oh, worry about Tariq Cohen. Dude, Tariq Cohen's on the pop. He hasn't even fucking practiced. They're like, yeah, your knee's fucked, dude. That's pretty much what they're saying is he's fucked. He's just, why? Tariq Cohen, let it go. Quit trying to make it a thing. Uh, just let it go. Montgomery's the guy. Everybody's like, Damian Williams, he's Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I don't, David Montgomery, I'm telling you what, if he is healthy, if, He's going to get the ball. I know last year he flashed. He showed out against some weak-ass run defenses. But what's he supposed to do? Would it have been better if he just, like, shit the bed against those bad defenses? No. He showed what he's capable of. And he's capable of doing that against better defenses. He's thick. He's a truck. I do love David Montgomery. And that's not just because, you know, I, I have a soft spot for Iowa State. David Montgomery is a legitimate talent. I'm not going to lie. Rookie draft that I did, I drafted David Montgomery fourth. Fourth in the draft. But then I had another pick. And who I picked with the 10th pick was A.J. Brown. And I thought about taking A.J. at the fourth. But what happened is some bad news came out about A.J. that kind of knocked his stock. But I wanted David Montgomery. Like, the way that kid breaks tackles... It's magic. He, it's a thing of beauty. You know, to me, he is, he's going to put up a good season. Like, especially now, like, get Fields in there. Please put Fields in there because a rushing quarterback is going to open, is going to open those lanes more than what he's dealing with now. But then again, I'm hoping for more checkdowns. And I know people are like, he's going to, he's not going to be the third down back. Well, shit. We'll just wait until Tariq Cohen sees the field. How about that? Talk to me then. Talk to me then. You know, that's, uh, it frustrates the shit out of me. How much shit is talked on about David Montgomery? I guess you could say I'm a Montgomery truther on some level. You know, I, I, I really do like him, but, but I'm still not going to take him in the second round. <laughs> Sorry. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. No, no. But let's see, the guy, like, I don't like to reach on players. I don't. But I want my guys. There's guys out there that I want. And this is what you should do. I totally recommend this for everybody. If there's some player that you love, that you, or not love, but you, like, this guy, I, I like, I don't love this guy. I hate this guy. Um, as an Eagles fan, I hate that we didn't get this guy. But... I love C.D. Lamb. I am infatuated with him. I want to have his babies. I want him to hold me. I, he is my guy. Like, I want him so much. I, I am such a fan of him, and it sucks. It kills me on the inside. It truly kills me. I, I like I now have a true understanding of Romeo and Juliet because as an Eagles fan, for me to be this infatuated with a dirty, filthy cowboy makes me sick. It truly does. It bothers me. I, I wish I could really express that, but I hate the cowboy. Dallas sucks. Hey, if you're a Dallas fan, you know it's true. You 
Fuck you guys. You're the, you're, you're the, I hate the Cowboys. And I will say that. And I know that's toxicity or whatnot. But, yeah, I just, no, no. Cowboys are dirty. Like, that's the one thing. Like, I, I have daughters, and I swear to God, if they date a Cowboys fan, that will frustrate me. I, I will, I will, I will have issues and I will have some things to overcome because at this point, it's just not happening. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I, I love my birds and I hate the Cowboys and I will always denounce them on any level. However, well, this is, this is episode two. And once again, I'm talking about the fucking Cowboys. See, that's how bad it is. I, I don't even want to talk about the Cowboys, but I always come back to it. It's a, it's like a dirty, filthy addiction. You know, I, I don't know what's worse. Being, being fantasy football addicted to these players or meth. <laughs> you know, I would almost rather tell people that I love meth opposed to saying I love Cowboys. But I'm telling you what, CeeDee Lamb is my guy. And I, I take him in the third round every draft. And I know that's too high. But I, I'm not willing to risk losing him. Because I think he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers. I truly do. And I feel if you're getting that level of value in the third round, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, where they were picked doesn't fucking matter. What matters is what you're putting out on the field is what you want to put out, that you're confident with, that you'll enjoy playing with. Well, where I won't mind losing if it's C.D. Lamb shitting the bed for me. I won't mind that. And, I mean, worst case scenario, say he's a bust. Say everything we've seen is wrong. What he showed last season wasn't anything. Let's pretend that's a thing. And he poops the bed. Then at least I can say, well, I'm just flushing another dirty cowboy. You know, that's that's fine. It's easier pill to swallow on my end of things. And I do apologize for all the vitriol towards Dallas Nation. Um, I'm sure y'all comment. Feel free to Twitter me at FFRealist. Um, and ultimately, if you, if that, all that offends you, <laughs> I don't care. I don't, it doesn't bother me. Uh, be offended. Be offended. Because I also love Zeke. I do. I love Zeke. I love Zeke. I'm like, that guy's going to eat. He's in good shape. He's scary looking. He's so scary. Even with a dry gooch, I'm like, I don't care, man. <laughs> he, you might not understand the dry gooch reference, but if you don't, just watch, check out Hard Knocks. Just share what real NFL life is about. It's about a dry gooch. But Zeke did overcome the dry gooch. Thankfully, he didn't have to be listed on the injury report or anything like that. Uh, so we have, we, <laughs> Yeah, we have Zeke with his healthy gooch now, um, and he's going to run wild. Um, he's going to be tested. He's he's going to go get some tough rush defenses. I mean, just to start out, he's played Tampa, and that that is not a good matchup. I hate that I'm stuck. Like that's the starting matchup uh, because Tampa's rush defense is tough. Levante David's a beast. Uh, you, you got Sue in there, and I, I just don't. I don't want to deal with that sort of thing, but I'm still going to go with Zeke. I'm still going to go with the Cowboys, even though, like, this is going to be a true test. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I also drafted Dak, and I don't usually do that because I, his injury issues, they concern me. However, in my last draft I did, I took Dak, and 
that made me nauseous. I have to take, I have to drink Pepto Bismol while I'm drafting. It, it is just upsetting. I have Alka Seltzer. I am, you know, because I took Dak because Dak is good. Dak, when healthy, is great. And to me, the idea of stacking him with CD Lamb is a beautiful thing. Like being able to, like, I love stacking. If you get, but I don't like stacking if there's no red zone possibility. And ultimately, I do see CD Lamb catching double figures and touchdowns this season. I truly do. I, I think he is going to explode and let people know what the way the wide receiver position is supposed to be played. Because that dude's going to do it. I I don't see any way he doesn't. I am just go watch some of the Hard Knock shows. Like the videos of the moves that he is putting on people. The catches he is making. Wow. I And the Eagles could have got him. We could have just traded up and get him. We, were, we could have traded up just a few spots. He was sliding. But no, the wide receiver abundant frigging Cowboys get him. Well, maybe the Eagles might be able to sign Gallup in the offseason because Michael Gallup is also a legit receiver. My only question is, like, who is going to pop every week? And I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be the most consistent. Amari has a tendency to disappear. And, mm-hmm. and that's even when healthy. Like, not to mention the injuries and all that that also take place. Like, to me, if Jerry Jones was smart, which I, I don't believe him to be smart, because I, you know, he's Jerry Jones. He's Jerry, like because a smart man would know when to say that's enough plastic surgery. I should accept that I'm an old man. You know, uh, you know that immortality is not an option, no matter how much plastic you shove into your shit. But no, Jerry Jones would accept that. But ultimately, he should invest in free and CD Lamb and Gallup and let Amari go. Um, I know Amari can put up numbers and all that, but I've just seen too many times where he just comes up with nothing. Hit or miss, I don't like that. I like consistent. I like stability. And I think you're going to get stability with both Gallup and Lamb if they go that route. I hope they don't. I pray that they don't. I want Jerry Jones to make bad choices. <laughs> like, suck it up, Jerry. Or even Steven. Steven, you want to get involved and make some bad choices? Please do. Please do. But right now, that offense is so fucking scary. I I can't even deal with it, man. I can't even deal. I got to move on. We gotta, let's talk about some horrific injuries. Let's, oh, you want horrific injuries? Let's talk about the Colts offensive line. The Colts offensive line, man. It looks like Carson Wentz is about going to have the same offensive line he had last year because there are so many injuries. Like... Their left left tackle position is a great cause for concern right now. I mean, to me, it has to be an issue for concern. They're, I mean, because at this point, they signed Eric Fisher, which sounds like a nice pickup. It truly does, because Eric Fisher was solid. I mean, he was drafted in the top three, but he hasn't put up that level of production. But he's improved in the fact of been an above-average tackle in the league, above-average left tackle. And that's nothing to laugh at. And so signing him, that's a big signing. But the thing is, that motherfucker tore his Achilles. He tore his Achilles, and not early in the season either. It was in the later half of the season that he tore that Achilles. And that's one of the reasons that Pat Mahomes got beat up in the Super Bowl. 
is because Fisher was out. And he tore his Achilles, so he's not going to be back for halfway through the season. And so they had their backup. Backup Sam Tevi, I think. Oh, gosh, I should look that up. Let me look that up real quick. I should be out more on point with this. Sam Tevi, that's who it is. Sam Tevi. And he just went down with an ACL and tore his ACL. So now they're without Fisher. Now they're with Sam, Sam Tevi. Are you going to put in your third string offensive tackle to guard Carson Wentz, who has been nicknamed Carson Wentz because of his injury issues? Um, me and Eagles fan, I loved Carson. I, uh, him leaving was like a bad girlfriend, boyfriend breakup. Um, it still hurts on the inside, but ultimately I believe Carson could put up numbers. I think he'd be quite effective. I think you've given him the protection. But right now, this offensive line is looking banged up, which is quite similar to all the shit he was dealing with in Philly. Um, the Philadelphia offensive line was definitely um, not the best. It had a few holes in it uh, with Kelsey going down. We like just or Kelsey didn't go down. It was everybody else. Everybody else went down. The mixture of offensive line when we had was no bueno. However, Indy does have something that Philly didn't. What they have is all-world guard Nelson, Quentin Nelson. The dude is a beast. He is a fucking grizzly bear. That's what he is. He's a grizzly bear, a dancing grizzly bear who is just going to eat you up. And he is a ferocious guard. Like, just, I love him. I love him so much. I want him to be an eagle. I wish he was an eagle. He is so wicked sweet. Like, one of the best offensive linemen, um, definitely the best offensive linemen in the league. That's my opinion. And so what they'll need to do is switch him out to left tackle. Or at least that's what I would do. Like, rather having, like, whoever like was the FedEx delivery yesterday coming in, I don't want that. I don't want a second-tier right tackle swinging to the other side. Give me Quentin Nelson there. But the thing is, is Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz right now are playing twinsies. They both get the same foot injury, which is a rare injury, but yet they both got it. They are they have some level of kinship together, and they both rehab together, and they both are going to be able to make it for game week one. Oh, wait, maybe not, because we both got put on the COVID list. Um well, it makes sense. They're together 24-7 at this point. You got to think they're besties. You know, I think they'll end up getting identical foot tattoos to cover up the scar. I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? So it, when Carson and Quinn decide they, they're they going to play football um, or whenever they're healthy enough to do so, I think, they could be, I think there could be some numbers here. I think Frank Reich will get some numbers here. And then now we have T.Y. Hilton, who's out indefinitely. Ah, oh, gosh. I was waiting all day yesterday for somebody to draft T.Y. Hilton. I don't even know if they did. I lost attention. I stopped paying attention. But I want somebody to take T.Y. Hilton just so I can do the ha-ha. You know, <laughs> you're like, ha-ha. That needs hurt. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. I, I enjoy that. Uh, you know, now, like, because that's what we're doing in the um, all the chats right now about the drafts that have gone on. Just due to all these injuries on the outside of things, like in the preseason, 
now like we're all going haha you know but we feel bad because those folks are really crying on the inside for those folks who you know had way early drafts and took cam Akers, ouch etn was going on the fourth and fifth ouch that stings jk dobbins fourth and fifth maybe third sometimes ouch those sting oh my gosh those are backbreaking you know, they say you don't win the league in the draft, but you definitely lose it. And when it comes to those type of injuries, those are the things that can really decimate. Because the running, depth, running back depth right right away wasn't that deep. It's like that's take your running backs early. Uh, unless you're like if you're in a PPR league, there's you're going to be able to get third down backs, the pass catchers. You'll get McKissick later. You know, you'll get Gio Bernard later, who I love Gio Bernard. I think completely underrated. He's going to be Tom Brady's third down back. What what are the Bucks going to do? They're going to pass the goddamn ball. They have Tom fucking Brady. And so if Tom Brady's passing the ball, I want his James White. I want his James White. And that's going to be it. And that's the thing. I Other than Geo, I take it like because a late flyer shot on Geo lottery ticket to me, is a lot better than going for any of the other targets there. I, the offense is going to eat, but I don't know if it's going to be Godwin. I don't know if it's going to be Evans. I don't know if it's going to be Brown. See, those are three like true number one receivers. What Dallas has going on with the receivers is nice, but they're all BB+. Plus, with CeeDee Lamb being the A, A- minus of the group. And I think CD's going to join, go up even higher. Amari Cooper is a B plus. All right, I give Amari Cooper a B plus. But when you have Evans and Godwin and Antonio Brown, let's throw in Gronk, that pie is a little bit like I know people bitch about the too many mouths to feed, but the facts are the facts. Like you have three potential top twelve receivers right there, if they weren't all together. But the fact is, they are. And so I think, do you have a number one receiver in there? Yes. But it, I think it's going to be a lot of up and down games. I think by the end of the season, they'll all look very pretty. It'll be nice. It'll be a pretty, pretty picture. But it's going to be so up and down, so inconsistent and touchdown dependent, that I just don't want, I don't want them I if like if I have Evans, I'm trying to sell him. Not that I don't love Mike Evans. I do. I think he's awesome. I've been in Mike Evans Truther since day one. Love the kid. You can't teach that size and that speed. And I I love him, but right now, I don't want him. I'll trade him. I would definitely trade him. I trade him for Ridley straight across. I know nobody's going to do that because that's not a good deal. You know, I would trade for a Deontay Johnson. I would do that. I would trade Mike Evans for Deontay Johnson. Feel free to chat at me about that at FF Realist on Twitter. But guys, I could do this all day. I honestly could. We could talk all day and night. But I'm going to let it go for now. This is episode two uh, coming to you. And I know I might have not have addressed everything, but this is just me getting on the mic, 
say in my spiel. I uh, I think we will be coming out with a different podcast to do more structured type of iron. This is just the FF Realist, just giving to you my takes, things I'm feeling, things I'm believing. I'm not going to be bringing that much stats. It's just my takes from the stats uh, because ultimately numbers are hard. Nobody wants to listen to numbers. If you wanted to listen to numbers, you go do a math class. I'm here to talk fantasy football. I'm here to give you my real takes for fake football. So come get some more. Help support the podcast. Tell your friends. And don't be a dick. Do not be a dick. Because I know you guys. You're going to be like, I'm not going to tell anybody. You know, this is my secret. This dude knows what he's talking talking about. I'm going to keep it in my back pocket so I can win the chips. Quit being a pussy. Share the wealth of the world. And win your chips and earn it like a man. Not to, like, spew male toxicity or the toxicity of the male, you know, arena. You know, whatever it is. Male toxicity. That's what those feminists call it and such. That toxic male idealism, you know. But it's fancy football. It's going to have that. And I'm all right with that. If that offends you, fuck off. You don't matter. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to be toxic, but I want to be real. And sometimes life can be a little bit toxic. So sorry if that offends anybody, but I'm not really sorry. I'm a liar. I'm not sorry at all. Hope you are offended. But if you're not, that's cool too. I'm, I'm actually a pretty good guy. Fun. Um, but I'm done. And I just want to thank you all for your support. Uh, episode three is going to be coming out. We're going to be breaking down the uh, Chiefs page Steve's game. I'm loving. You know, it's. I'm so excited. We all only like. I don't even know. Not. Not soon enough. Let's get the shindig started. I wanted to get these games going on. But I do want to thank you guys for your time. Once again, hit me at the FF Realist on Twitter. And I'll answer, I'll respond. If you got questions, concerns, you want me to, you want to ask me how bad or good your draft was, I'll tell you. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you what I do like or don't like. Ultimately, though, take a tight end early. That's about the biggest thing. Get one of the top five. Top five tight ends, you'll do all right. The rest of them, not so much. I loved Irv, but Irv is out. Irv is out. I'm, the show's supposed to be over, but here I go. I just need to spew more. I need to give you more knowledge, more hits, more takes. I'm, I'm, that's what—that's the life I lead. I'm here for you people. So come on back at me, and let's see where this path takes us. Welcome back to the wonderful world of the fantasy football realist. Peace.